1380, which is very strong signal, or 99.9 FM, which basically, well, a 95, I, I get 99.9 FM deep into Warwick, certainly Cranston, Providence, and all parts north. The 99.9 FM, a week ago, we were at the Rhode Island State House for the rally, and the 99.9 FM came out fantastic. So try to plug both into your car, 99.9 FM. If someone on Facebook Live, good morning, everybody on Facebook Live could type that in, or the AM 1380, and uh, and it's a it's a great way that you can get the station. As I like to say, you can always listen online at topetro.com. Now, folks, tonight is a... Um, a big night. We are going to speak. We had a minor technical glitch on my end, on my end, that we're trying to, uh, I tonight is in Narragansett. And this is big, what's going to happen tonight in Narragansett. And that is, I asked the question on Friday, and it's very simple. They're going to, in Narragansett, the town council, they're going to take a vote. And they basically are trying to say, that they don't want to have to follow the governor's executive order. And specifically, they would like to instruct the Narragansett police that starting this upcoming weekend, which is Memorial Day weekend, and they would like to have a situation where they, uh, they're they instructing the Narragansett police, the police force, not to in, uh, follow the governor's executive order. Now, we are scheduled to have one of the counselors coming up. So we are going to talk to him. I don't know. There's five people. It's amazing. Now, I did ask this question on Friday, and I think I have the audio of it that I can play for you. But what's interesting to me is how people only I, I can't stress enough the importance, folks, of, of paying really paying attention to the news because people hear one thing and then they they just they just run with it. And and many times that's that's not it. I did ask the governor about the situation with Narragansett regarding uh, what they plan to do. And she was very outspoken. Governor Mundo said it was selfish. It was reckless. They shouldn't be doing it. But I start to see online people like, oh, good, Narragansett. No, no, no. Time out. Narragansett is not open next weekend. The Narragansett provision really has to do with loosening restrictions, more than five people on the stores and also the places of worship. Now, something we want to watch, and it's happening right now, this morning, and that is the fact that in Massachusetts, Governor Baker is going to announce they're moving into the next part of the plan. And one of the things that they're talking about with Massachusetts, the Boston Globe got a hold of the email that he's going to Send out. Baker may revise his stay at home order to uh, reflect the states gradually easing the restrictions, according to the person. Um, they're still working on it. But one big part of this situation with Massachusetts has to do with exactly what's going to happen in regards to places of worship. What's going to happen? Businesses that are set to get the green light from the, from, uh, green light from the state to open the doors May 25th, right? So in a week. Or, excuse me, no, that is, um, today's the 18th. Let me just make sure on the calendar. Because, um, yeah, the 25th would be next Monday, Memorial Day. All right, so I had it right. But they're saying that part of a four opening rephases, including barbershops, hair salons, recreational marijuana, retailers be able to provide curbside pickup, hospitals, restaurants won't open to the first phase, MTA, 
MBTA will remain on a reduced schedule. But something to watch now is exactly what does this mean in regards to churches? And, and this is something that is a big bone of contention within the state. It's certainly a bone of contention within Massachusetts. Again, back to the globe. According to safety, safety standards, including in the email, Massachusetts Municipal Association, houses of worship must limit occupancy to 40% of the building's maximum capacity, including both staff and attendees. Now, think of that. That means 40% of churches, 40% of churches could have people inside. That's huge. And this could go into effect immediately in Massachusetts. Mass are required while in the establishment, non-family members six feet apart. Staff must alert the local board of health that they learn a person tested positive has entered the place of worship. So... This is a story that I just want to, uh, right now it's 1114, and I do want to check uh, Twitter on it, because this is, um, without question, folks, something to watch, how this is going to play out. I know that Governor Baker is um, having, uh, it's May 18th, and Governor Baker is announcing plans to solely reopen Massachusetts. Phase one today can open this week with no protocols, construction, manufacturing, and worship. And then can open May 25th, beaches, hair salons, pet grooming. Folks, now, if you caught the Governor Mundo press briefing on Friday, or if you checked to Petro.com, we're way behind that. Governor Mundo now is saying June. So they're moving very, very rapidly um, in, in Massachusetts. That's, that's for sure. Let me also see uh, breaking news. The drug maker Moderna releasing promising early results for a vaccine in eight healthy people. Well, that's huge. They're in uh, Cambridge. But this situation regarding uh, what Governor Baker is going to announce, Massachusetts set to enter phase one reopening. And um, we're going to uh, details of the plan. So he is actually let me um, I might dip into this, actually. I think he's uh, fighting the virus as well. Speaking right now. Starting a week from now, we're permitting office space to reopen to 25 percent of its capacity except in Boston. On May 25th, retail establishments may also offer curbside service and some personal services such as barbershops and hair salons may reopen. Wow. Provided they follow the new rules in this report. That's next Monday. Places of worship will also be permitted to open with guidelines in place starting today. Today? A number of outdoor facilities. Holy cow. May also resume starting a week from now. Wow. As well as in accordance with those new rules. Holy cow. And our healthcare facilities will be permitted to begin seeing more patients on an agreed upon schedule over the next two weeks. I want to make clear that the reopening advisory board and the team made every effort to be as clear and direct as possible. Wow, this is major, folks. This is breaking news right now at 1116. This is something no one's ever done before. Churches open today in Massachusetts. From a beachfront to a factory floor. Wow. Standards in place to slow the spread. Hair salons next Monday. Virus. Wow. So I ask everyone to keep this in mind. This is major. People to change behaviors. And it changes the way some of our favorite people can feel. Well, we're way behind the curve now. The governor is saying mid-June for Rhode Island. But for the foreseeable future, everyone needs to continue to do the right things to bring the fight to the virus so that we can continue to move forward. 
Today, the Department of Public Health also... Well, folks, again, that's uh, Governor Baker of Massachusetts. Holy cow. That is uh, dramatically different than what exactly we are allowing. Dramatically different than what Rhode Island is um, allowing. All right, I'm going to touch on... Boy, that is... uh, Boy, that is a big game changer for sure. Holy cow, we're not. Well, uh, if you again, if you caught the governor's press briefing on on Friday, well, and folks, coming up by the way, we will carry it, and I will be at it coming up at one. Uh, next hour, we will have Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, our segment this week in politics. But right now at eleven eighteen, if you just either putting on Facebook Live or tuning on the radio. This is very, very dramatic how fast Massachusetts churches are open today at 40% capacity. Wow. And meanwhile, uh, retail uh, salons and barbershops open next Monday, but churches open today. How is that possible? And we are still talking, we're still talking June. Mid-June in Rhode Island. That doesn't seem to make sense. There's also a story in the Boston Globe. Virus takes toll on Latinos in tiny Central Falls. I'm going to talk about that. And I also want to talk about the situation with the kids at Providence College, which is completely ridiculous. The way they're being attacked, them and their families. (coughs) Excuse me. They've received death threats. Uh, These people, this is completely over the top and out of control. But folks, right now at 1119... It's John DePietro. Now, I want to remind you, we have good news on this Monday. I, I am stunned at how quickly Massachusetts is, is going. And I will be at the briefing today to hear exactly how Governor Amundo is going to address this. Because now we are, we are certainly an outlier now. I mean, this is not even close. Churches in, in mass are open today. In Rhode Island, there's no set date, maybe early to mid-June. That's what we were told on Friday, but no definitive time. So obviously, folks, a very good question that I plan to ask the governor is if you live in Rhode Island and then you go to church in Massachusetts, when you come back to Rhode Island, do you have to quarantine for 14 days? Do you have to stay in your house for two weeks if you go to church in Massachusetts? So just let's put this out. If you live in, you know, in uh, East Providence, and you go to church in Seekonk, when you return home, do you have to quarantine for two weeks? Does that make sense to anybody? If you live in Cumberland, or if you live in Woodsocket, and you go to church over the line in Bellingham, and then you return back to Rhode Island, you have to quarantine and stay in your house for two weeks. Is there, is there anybody listing right now or watching that believes that people would actually do that? I mean, what happened to following the science? Folks, PR landscape material. You are listening Boy, to special pandemic having coverage. Having a minor. There we go. Okay, the here John I am. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You can call them at 295-4399. But they are open, uh, compliant with the state. They've set up a safe environment. Beautiful selection. I was there yesterday. Incredible selection of, uh, well, everything, obviously. But especially hanging baskets, geraniums, hydrangeas. PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. Screen Loom, Black Brown, Hemlock Mulch, 
Look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It is Steve and it is Debbie and Junior. And they're waiting for you. Rhode Island's number one garden center is open for the season. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. So two things. I First, I want to mention there is a story in the Boston Globe. And the name of the story is Virus Takes Toll on Latinos in Tiny Central Falls. I'm going to talk about the situation with the kids from uh, Providence College and the way their families, why they're being called racist. They're getting death threats. It is absolutely out of control. I'm going to touch on that in a moment. But this story in the Boston Globe, Virus Takes Its Toll on Latinos in Central Falls, Rhode Island, a hotspot. Listen to this story by Ed Fitzpatrick. Her fever spiked to 105 degrees. She thought she was going to die. As an undocumented immigrant, she worried what questions she might face if she went for coronavirus testing. But eventually, she and her husband did get tested and were told they had COVID-19. As her symptoms grew worse, the woman, who identified herself only as Lil, decided she would not go to the local hospital because she was alarmed by TV images of people dying in New York City hospitals. If I'm going to die, I'd rather die at home, she said. Now, they do have a picture I'm going to hold up. There's the family uh, in the Boston Globe. She has one, two, three, four, at least four children, I believe, and then her husband. So they have uh, four children. So um, I'd rather die at home. She resorted to a home remedy from her native Guatemala, a special type of tea, and eventually got a nebulizer from a local health clinic to help her breathe. But soon her whole family was sick. All eight people, including her husband, her nephew, five children, ages 2, 6, 9, 17, 19, all crammed into an apartment in Central Falls. Her husband and nephew were able to continue working at jobs installing air conditioners, cutting off the family's only. um, Her husband and nephew were unable to continue working, cutting off the only source of income. As illegals, they could not turn to unemployment insurance or federal stimulus checks. So they ended up paying their rent late, and now their landlord has asked them to leave. Why are they renting them anyway? The ordeal that Lil's family is going through reflects the disproportionate toll The coronavirus is exacting on Rhode Island's Latino population, including its population of illegals. While Latinos make up 16% of the state, they account for 44% of Rhode Islanders who have tested positive for the virus. Those figures include cases whose Democratic information is unknown, but Latinos account for just 13%. Nowhere is the impact more of those numbers more clear and severe than Central Falls, the smallest city. And then they go into the numbers that I have talked about. But this business that somehow, you know, the Central Falls City Council president said each day she's getting calls from residents, getting sick, losing their jobs, struggling to pay their bills, scrambling. We're being hit real hard. They've impacted, uh, worked in factories. One person tests positive. They work or live together. It's a condensed community. Uh, Then they're organizing all these things. Folks, a couple things here. Now, this line. Of it's impacting them very hard. There's no mention in this story that this woman, Lil, is watching Governor Mundo's press briefings. Okay, the governor of people came up with the idea to have the National Guard at the testing site, and the woman's watching television because she sees images of TV. So she's afraid to get tested because she's afraid to go to the testing site. Right there, this business of it's hitting them harder. 
right? But it's, it's their choice that it's hitting them harder. You have people that are bedridden in a nursing home and through no fault of their own. They, they're, you know, bedridden. And then they came down with the virus. These people, they choose to live in the United States, specifically Rhode Island, illegally, right? They choose not to go and get tested. Now they're coming up with a home remedy from native Guatemala. Then the whole family is getting sick. And they worried what questions they may face if they went for testing. Now, Governor Amundo takes time out of every press briefing, your governor, to say to those people, listen, no one's going to ask you. There's no reason to be nervous. You may see people in uniforms. You know, don't be alarmed. They, they've done their part. How much more is the, spa- the state supposed to do? You know, this is this business of their being hit harder, but they, they, they're breaking all of the rules. They're breaking all of the rules. So I, I take exception. And even this story, virus takes its toll on Latinos in Central Falls, Rhode Island. Well, but the big problem, and you immediately get into it, is the undocumented immigrant that they refer to it. So is it our fault that they're afraid to go to a testing site because they fear that they're going to face deportation questions? Is it your fault that where they've been working at some factory that then it shut down so then they didn't have money for rent? Is it your fault that they're watching television and seeing New York and say, well, if I'm going to die, I'd rather die at home. The state did its job. Governor Raimondo, to to her credit, she did set up a testing center. They have a testing center in Central Falls. These people obviously chose not to go to it. But that certainly isn't your fault, and it's not my fault. But it just highlights the problem that they are bringing up and bringing on their own. Now, I want to talk about the situation uh, regarding the um, the PC kids. If you haven't read the story yet, go to my website, petro.com and you can read about it. It is, it is disgraceful the way some people are reacting. Folks, this is – there is – it's got to be either anti-Trump or the people that like a socialist society, people that um, – they, they like to live in that atmosphere. And they're, they're spreading falsehoods. And their reaction is so beyond the pale. I'm going to touch on it in a moment. But I want to remind you, uh, I went to, last week, I stopped by, and what a tremendous store it is. I put pictures up on my Facebook page. You want to remain healthy. Stop it and see my friend Maria. The name of the store is It's My Health. It's My Health. And it's located 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right in that old white church. It's my health. You can call Maria 305-3585. 305-3585. Number one, she is so knowledgeable. Number two, inside the store is everything you need to be healthy. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. Now, they have great local products. I picked up another bottle of a Kyberry, right? That's made locally, an incredible antioxidant. They also have um, local products like honey. And maple syrup. I got some of that beef fresh gum, which is delicious, which is made right in Rhode Island. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices that can be perched by the ounce. Plus, they have hemp products, CBD products. Do you have trouble sleeping? If you want a natural remedy to help you sleep, many people, some people have trouble falling asleep. Other people have problems staying asleep. It's my health. 1099. 
Menon Road in Cumberland. Marie has what you're looking for. Folks, stop in and see her. They also have a Facebook page. It's My Health in Cumberland. Really, really terrific. Stop in and see Marie. And by the way, I had a mask on. Marie had a mask on. There were other customers in there while I was in there. Uh, and everyone has a mask on. It's a very safe atmosphere. Now, normally they have, if you've ever been by there, they have incredible classes, uh, massage, different therapies, all designed to maintain your health. Now, they will eventually eventually reopen. But right now, it's my health. Marie has uh, everything you need, vitamins, herbal, credible remedies. Also, you know, I even learned from being there, they have um, different they have things for children. They also have uh, different mushrooms are a great um, healthy part of it. It's my health. There's, there's so many different spices that people use if you're making something. It's my health. It was established in 2006 as a collaborative. Marie is so knowledgeable. Listen, northern part of the state, stop in and see her. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call Marie at 305-3585. Pop in. I bet many of you have driven by her and you never even thought to pop in. I'm giving you the invite. Stop in and see Marie. It's my health in Cumberland. Well, folks, good morning. It's uh, it's John DePietro. Right now, it's 1131. Coming up at noon will be Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. And our segment is... Uh, politics this week. We're going to uh, talk to the Justin and then Governor Mundo press briefing coming up at one. We're going to carry that. I will be attending it, by the way. And this is very significant today because all eyes are near Narragansett. And then you also have the situation now where um, uh, Narragansett, I don't know how that vote is going to go. I don't know how that vote is going to go. But I do know that Governor Baker is certainly opening up Massachusetts much faster than Rhode Island. And Massachusetts was hit much harder than we were. But there's a great offer that I want to take you to take advantage of. But I want to play the message from our friend Steve at Water Filter Company. Hi, this is Steve at Water Filter Company. You heard John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company, say John's name, save 50 bucks, and you get all the safe, clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call, don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company, 294-2400, save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. Folks, again, call Steve. You can save $50. Just mention, I instruct you to call 294-2400. Now, right now, it's 1132. Here's what I'm asking. If someone on Facebook Live would be so kind as to put that phone number in the um, comments. 294-2400. At least call and ask for more information. You save $50 and you never have to buy bottled water again. I live by my water filter and you will as well. 294-2400. 401-294-2400. Water filter company have a water filter at least find out more i want his phone to ring and if you mention i heard john DePietro mention that they'll give you 50 dollars off which is tremendous savings 294-2400 294-2400 write that down 294-2400 water filter company i want to play the uh the situation um with uh, channel Channel 10 had the story about the kids, the PC kids that everyone's upset about because they were 
a bunch of seniors and they wanted to say goodbye to their friends and they were outside they weren't inside and they even had like a little parade that their parents put together and uh they're catching a lot of heat in the city and it's it's outrageous what's going on and i want to play the story on channel 10 then we're going to talk about it i did write about it at um after a big celebration that ignored state orders. Good evening, I'm Ashley Cullinane. It's estimated more than 200 students lined the area of Eaton Street yesterday, and Providence College has since apologized. The 19th's Connor Cyrus is live with what city leaders are saying tonight. Good evening, Ashley. We are told that it was a group of parents that organized the parade that went down this street and brought hundreds of people outside, most of whom appeared not to be following social distancing guidelines. And that's what upset city council members. After hearing from many neighbors, uh, the community is upset. Uh, and rightfully so. For the past week or so, students from Providence College have been gathering in large groups celebrating their graduation, ignoring rules by the city and state. The, the, the disrespect that was, has been shown over the last several days, I think is indicative of an overall culture on this street that the rules don't necessarily apply to them. Councilman Salvatore wishes students would have celebrated their graduation in a more respectful way. One student who wants to remain anonymous says he's happy the parents were able to pull off that kind of send-off. As much as it made people uncomfortable, and that's not what our intention was, it was like a pretty amazing thing. And not to say it was closure, but it, it was something to like kind of end off our time here in Providence. This recent grad says yesterday's celebrations could have been a lot worse. This has Councilman Salvatore and Councilwoman Joanne Ryan demanding change moving forward before students move back in the fall. She's calling on the college to step up. Take responsibility for the, camp, the, the children, the students that are living off campus. Um, and I think from a legislative Joey and Ryan, we can do a lot to request that they put together a mitigation plan. You know, this is such a joke. And again, folks, good morning. It's Sean DePietro. You know, there's so many different elements of this. And it, it is such a joke that the outbreak in Providence, let's be very clear. Not one college student in Rhode Island has died. Those kids are saying goodbye to their friends. They were out in front because their parents organized like a little send-off parade. No one from Johnson or Wales has died. No one from PC has died. No one from Brown or RISD have died. College students all over the country have been seniors coming back, saying goodbye to their friends, right? They were outside, not inside. Basically, I guess they could have been in the back of their houses, but they were in the front because then they had like a little parade. The outbreak in Providence is in Oneyville. It's in Silver Lake, it's over near the Cranston Street Armory, and it's in South Providence. Those areas, not, there's no outbreak with the college kids. The outbreak is with the illegals. That's the real outbreak in Providence. This is disgraceful that they're attacking those kids. And for what? They're young. Folks, the average age is 82 years old in Rhode Island. Average age, 80% of the deaths, 82. It's not 22. It's 82. And the way they were coming and attack, you're endangering the community. You're not endangering the community. I'm cheering them on. If I had known they were going to have a party like that, I would have tried to go over there and drop off a keg. And instead, this Providence City Council person, Kat Kerwin, she is the one. What an absolute disgrace. And I posted it on my Facebook page. Because the PC kids were out in front celebrating, Saturday was a beautiful day. They're leaving. And let's face it, many of you recognize 
that when you leave the college campus, as much as how many times do people say, hey, we'll have to keep in touch. And there are many of those people. You will never see them again. You will never see them again. This whole thing has been cruel. What has happened? There was no reason to shut down the colleges. Everyone was screaming about those kids at spring break and nothing happened with that. Right. None of them dropped dead from that. This virus is attacking people with a compromised immune system and elderly people. That's why you have the situation in the nursing homes. But if you go to my website, petro.com, she was saying your college is racist. Kat Kerwin, I've got multiple calls this week from friends and neighbors who have witnessed reckless partying on Eaton Street. Yeah, they're college kids. By the way, this has been going on. Kids at Brown, RISD, URI, uh, colleges all over Harvard. Boston College, Johnson of Wales, all over Bryant. Gatherings are required to be limited to 10 or less. These, that's not even true. It's actually supposed to be five or less. These students endangered my community, a largely low-income black and brown community that's been hit hard by the pandemic. In fact, 02908, which is a popular housing code for the students, was in the top five zip codes in the state for COVID deaths, but none of them were college students. That she leaves out. This is that Kat Kerwin. She posted on her Facebook. This news is troubling during a week when we've learned that two innocent black Americans lost their lives at the hands of white violence and multiple white police officers issued force when addressing black and brown Americans. The Providence College community must learn to be more sensitive about their position in the community. Now, she demands an apology. She's calling it white Providence College kids. Folks, what an absolute disgrace. Providence College, Kat Kerwin, she owes Providence College an apology. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Who's the coach at Providence College? Oh, that's right. It's Ed Cooley, who happens to be African-American. In the way that she tries to turn this into that suddenly because they're saying, and by the way, I want to reemphasize to you, this is not a bunch of college kids that are dropping dead. That was a false element of the virus. They're endangering the community. They're endangering themselves. And she goes on. Uh, Providence College must learn. I'm disgusted by this behavior. I look forward to an apology from these students and a conversation. First of all, if you take the PC kids out of that neighborhood, what do you have? You have nothing in that neighborhood if you remove the Providence College kids. Then she says, to be clear, the problem's not exclusively PC. There's Johnson, Wales, and Bryan kids also there. They're the majority of the students. The person that filmed this, that was riding down Eaton Street and saw all the kids outside, and there is a video, and I think I shared this video actually on my Facebook page, He put privileged college grads of Providence College believe coronavirus is a hoax. Now, listen, just because they're outside and their parents were organizing a send off parade for the seniors at Providence College, it doesn't mean they think it's a hoax. And and by the way, I see most of them. They're all standing separate. They're not in a huge thing. There's a lot of people that are then standing and they're spaced out. But it was a nice day and they were outside and the parents had like some flags and signs and then they went on their merry way. And that's some of the video. Now, that, that is ridiculous to say, well, I guess they believe privileged college grads of Providence College. Now, that's an anti-sentiment towards those that maybe are of, that doesn't mean they're privileged because they went to Providence College. 
Maybe they worked their way through. Maybe they had an, maybe they got an academic scholarship. Now they're like the privileged ones that don't have to follow the rules. Completely unfair. Completely unfair. But this is a myth. You know, I also posted on the Facebook page. Folks, actually, let me uh, quickly, you can hear the sound of, as you can imagine, there's a lot of uh, work being done these days. Let me just play my friend Steve for a moment. John speak about his. Now you can own your own $249 drinking water system for just $199. That's $50 off. This ends May 29th, 2020. Call Water Filter Company. Say John's name. Save 50 bucks and you get all the same clean water you can ever need. I don't have enough time to discuss all the benefits here, but will when you call. Don't let this deal go by. Call Water Filter Company. 294-2400. Save 50 bucks. It all ends May 29th, 2020. All right, folks, and again, there's our friend Steve from Water Filter Company. Call today, free consultation, 294-2400, 294-2400, Water Filter Company. This is ridiculous. There are these people, and they're on social media. You know, if you don't like the mesh, you're going to hate the ventilator and blah, blah, blah. The average age in Rhode Island and Massachusetts is 82 years old. 80% of the deaths happen in nursing homes. I'm not discounting the virus. I don't think it's a hoax. We want to follow the science. Let's follow the science. Let's follow the numbers. The fact of the matter is I posted about something on social media and then someone from one of the television stations said, that's not true. There's someone in their 20s that lived in a group home that died who had underlying health problems. There have been no children in Rhode Island that have died. There were a couple of people who had underlying health problems in their 30s and 40s. I think there were two people in their 30s and two in their 40s that died. It is the older residents that this has taken a toll on. And I want to remind you, the average age is 82. A huge bulk of the people that have died from the virus in the Rhode Island area is even older than 82. And the same thing for Massachusetts. They are beating the drum. It has to be that they're anti-Trump. It has to be. I don't see another logical explanation for it. But that's what they're turning into now. This is happening and it's hurting the Latino community. It's hurting the African-American community. So if you don't follow the guidelines and she threw it down, that Kat Kerwin, that means you're a racist. I mean, can, can you imagine just how preposterous that is? There have been people on the national front, and folks, good morning. It's 1144, it's John DePietro, on the, on the national stage that have said that a big problem within the African-American community, people of color, one of the problems they have of why so many of these people have been passing away is because of the obesity problem within the African-American community. That's a fact. Google Chicago, Google Illinois. Washington, D.C., that's a big part of the problem. You're seeing the evidence in the Boston Globe story I read. You were in Central Falls. You have, and it's the same thing for Providence and Pawtucket, illegals that are afraid to go to get tested because you have people in National Guard uniforms at the testing site. And on top of that, the fact that they're here illegally, they're a little uneasy to begin with. That is not your fault. That's not my fault. So they're not following the instructions. They're not going to get tested, right? That's a major problem. They're not following the guidelines. Wash your hands, wear a mask, six feet distancing. So what does that, that councilwoman, Kat Kerwin of Providence, say to the PC kids? You're a bunch of racists. 
because you're standing outside. You're 22 years old. You just graduated. You're about to graduate from college. And you're a racist because you're not standing there with a mask on or you're standing next to a friend of yours. I mean, this is beyond the bounds of reasonable. I knew they were going to make it about race. And especially on social media. You know, you know what's also comical, folks, is these people that are suddenly, you know, I put out the average age is 82 years old. The average age of the person dying is even older than life expectancy. Think about that for a moment. Average. A lot of times, you know, they'll say two people died last night and they were both, one person was 100. And so they'll shoot back the far left now, right, that actually they like socialism. They like the fact of one person in charge. We know what's best. Here's what you must do. Everything's by executive order. So they'll put to me, oh, every life is precious. How dare you say that just because someone's 100 years old, if they died from the coronavirus, COVID-19, how dare you say their life isn't precious? These are the same people that support infanticide. These are the Kat Kerwin Gail Golden, folks, these are the same nuts, Aloysa. They support post-birth abortion or abortion of birth. In their mind, every life is precious. If you don't like the mask, you're going to hate the ventilator. You're in danger of the community. Every life is precious in their mind except for the life of the unborn. It comes to that. Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's a woman's body. It's her decision. She decides But when it comes to this, every single life, I mean, they're they're just such, the irony is brutal. They are such hypocrites about it. They're now lecturing to us about how precious life is. Since when did life become precious? Certainly not in their world. As Mayor Alorza said, he and his girlfriend, he reserved the right that if on their way to women and infants, if they decided on the way there, that they wanted to terminate the pregnancy for baby Omar, that they should reserve the right, even though she's going into labor. Mayor Lorza testified at the Rhode Island State House, the mayor of Providence, that he believes that even if the woman is at woman and infants in labor, she has the right at that moment, boom, to say, I changed my mind, terminate the pregnancy. I mean, th- this is the mindset you're dealing with. And there's a pattern here in Providence. He's talking about shame people not wearing a mask. And now you have this councilwoman of Providence, this Kat Kerwin. You're a racist. Those kids at PC are racist. They're out there. They're enjoying themselves. They're celebrating their graduation. They think they're privileged. How can they celebrate when there are illegals in Oneyville that are coming down with the virus? How can they celebrate when they have people in Central Falls and parts of uh, the west, the south side near um, in South Providence or in the the uh, West End over near the um, the uh, Armory or the Cranston Street Armory on Cranston Street. How dare these college kids celebrate that they're graduating from college? You know, they're racist for doing that. You know, that Kat Kerwin, how can you celebrate during the week that that man was jogging supposedly in a neighborhood and then was shot down even though. There had been a rash of break-ins, and then they saw him inside a house that was being built. Those kids are racist at PC. It, it is just so out of bounds. Folks, right now it's 1149. Now, next, we're going to have the 12 o'clock news. Justin Katz, managing editor Ocean State Current, joins me. And then um, at 1 o'clock, I will be at the Governor Mundo press briefing. Hey, I want to remind you, I um, and tonight is a big night in Narragansett. 
Tonight is a big night in Narragansett where they're going to have the vote on whether or not. Uh, and I did post on Facebook, if you want to reach out to those town council people, now is the time. You should understand that many times tonight they're going to have a forum and all these people are planning on speaking. But you have to understand that most of the time when they arrive at the vote, their mind is already made up. These decisions of the votes are made ahead of time. So I know there's a number of people that are saying, oh, I'm going to get on that Zoom and you know, blah, blah, blah. But just know that from what I understand, now they need three votes. There's um, Matt, Matt Mannix, who's the Narragansett Town Council president. He's one vote, but then he needs two more votes. I did post on the Facebook page two people if you want to get in touch with them. Patrick is his name and Jill. Patrick Murray and Jill Lawler. From what I understand, the other people are voting no, they don't want to reopen Narragansett and tell the police to defy the governor's orders. That's what I've heard. But some of you that are waiting tonight, I I think it's already going to be decided. In fact, it might already be decided. But that is going to be, and I will be doing a Facebook Live tonight. Folks, I want to remind you, why not give yourself a raise? A.E. Mazika Insurance Services, okay? They want to help you save money and give yourself a raise. How about an additional $200 a month, $300 a month? That adds up. Call A.E. Mazika Insurance Services today, 401-353-9300, 401-353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Now, also this time of year, you want to make sure you're covered for your boat. You want to make sure you're covered for your motorcycle, for your jet skis, for an RV, right, or anything like that. A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. They're located 1529 Mineral Spring Avenue, North Providence. They are licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Florida. Uh, call them 353-9300. Free consultation. Let them, Alex and Scott, let them help you save money. 353-9300. Now, you could arrange to meet with them since things are being restricted. Or why not just start maybe with a free consultation over the phone? They're on Facebook. They also have a great website, A.E. Mazika. M-A-Z-I-K-A dot com, A-E Mazika dot com, A-E Mazika Insurance Services. Why not find out? Let them help you save money on your auto insurance, on your life insurance, on your business insurance, uh, on your home. A-E Mazika Insurance Services, 401-353-9300, 401-353-9300, A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Well, folks, right now it's 1152. Good morning, one and all. It is one. Providence City leaders demand action after graduation celebration ignores orders is the story on Channel 10. Now, to me, part of that story should have been a city councilor deemed the Providence College kids racist because their parents organized an outside little parade of cars down Eaton Street and as a way to send the kids off. And so they were outside and gathered. And instead, Providence College apologized for the parade in the crowds. Listen, they don't. How come no one is filming in Providence where all the illegals are gathering? Right. How come no one's filming that? Notice they go right for the college students and notice they go, as Kate Kerwin said, these white PC college students and that type of thing. How is that not racist? Providence College had nothing to apologize for. This virus, folks, and by the way, thank God, it's not affecting college students. It's not affecting them. You know, and we're fortunate that way. Would would some of these people be happier if it was 
in fact, affecting them? Now, tonight is going to be big as the Narragansett Council is going to discuss defying the governor's orders. The governor, uh, I want you to understand, Governor Mundo, that's going to be the vote tonight. Um, the governor is, um, is, from what I understand, is really putting a full court press on some of the people in Narragansett. Because they understand that here's the situation the real bottom line, with, and, and many people, I don't get it. Some people just don't follow the news. Narragansett is not a done deal. What, the reason why the governor is really putting uh, a full court press on Narragansett is because if Narragansett were to start to open next weekend, I know Newport's waiting in the wings, then Newport opens, then South Kingstown, as far as down to Tunic, Green Hill, Roy Carpenters, you have Block Island. You have uh, Westerly, Musquamacut, Watch Hill, Middletown, North Kingstown. Boom, they all start to open. So, And the governor doesn't want that. This is an important vote tonight. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying I support it. I would like to see them push this forward. I know Matthew Mannix, the town council president. He's got a backbone. He has strong core beliefs. But I'm, I'm not convinced He has the votes. He is voting yes. Someone on the other side has already said they're voting no. So there's five people. Unless it comes down to a deadlock, I think they may come up short. It could be four against one. Or maybe someone abstains, right? Totally gutless. And then suddenly it becomes three to one, whatever. But that is the battleground. If they were to defy Governor Raimondo, it would set off a chain of events where her executive order and everything would start to fall. But what I want to instruct you, if you want to make your voice heard, the time to do it is now before they're going to be zoomed in. You can go online and watch the town council and you watch, folks. I've been part of this person after person gets up. They make their argument. What they don't understand is the people that are voting have already made up their mind and they've already told people they've made up their mind. So I'm very certain the governor's people have reached out to everyone on the council And I would think they already have their word if they're going to vote no. And that's why, as much as people are well-intentioned, some people are thinking, well, if a lot of people, it it doesn't work that way. You know, a lot of times these votes, you've got to be able to count votes, whether it be in Congress or the Rhode Island State House. And by the time they get there, they've already made their decision. It doesn't happen where they then, you know suddenly decide as they're sitting there, boy, that makes sense. I'll listen to this evidence and that evidence. It doesn't work that way. Not if we're dealing reality. So now on this Monday, we'll see what happens with that. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. What are you doing for lunch today? Start off the week right. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. You can get some delicious sausage and peppers, eggplant, Meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones. They have pizza strips, cannolis, uh, plain and deluxe spinach pies. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Now, Juan, where is that? They are right next door to AAA in Providence off of Silver Spring Street, which is off of Branch Avenue. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They also have Trump Soda. And you can try some of Ron's delicious, I'm holding up the photo on Facebook Live, delicious Trump Chocolate Donuts. See if you can eat three of them. They are delicious. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. You can get Trump soda. You can get a Trump chocolate donut. Ron's 
Pastry Gourmet. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page. And there they are, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, right now at 1157, good morning, one and all. Here I am at Juan. Folks, I don't take time off. I'm not taking the week off as some people are doing. In the radio, no, we go full full blast. The story, the story's heating up right now. This is hardly the time to take time off. And it, by the way, anyone in broadcast, if there's anyone in broadcast that you're hearing, while I'm being furloughed, just understand that they give them the option of either you can either take a week off and quote you're furloughed. As far as broadcasting, I don't know about print, but in broadcasting, you can take the week off. Or, and be furloughed, or you could be on. So anyone that tells you it's not up to me, I'm being furloughed, not true. Not true. Folks, Juan is here, though, and I will be at that briefing. And I think it is going to be a big briefing today with uh, the governor. In fact, I know it is because of Massachusetts is not slowing down. Massachusetts is moving ahead. Governor Baker seems to be full speed ahead towards reopening. And so it should be interesting. And again, we're going to carry that. So what we're going to do is coming up, we're going to have the 12 o'clock news. And then next hour, Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. You don't want to miss this. And then coming up at 1 o'clock, and this is going to be a significant day. And we that's why we carry it, so you can listen to it. The Governor Mundo press briefing. So you're in the car, you want to hear it. We're going to carry it coming up at 1. So good morning, everyone. It's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lawn Doctor. Call them today. My lawn has never looked better. Never. And it's because of Lawn Doctor. Go to their website, LawnDoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. 392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. It's the best lawn I've ever had, and it's because of Lawn Doctor. 401-392-1025. So, folks, good morning. So that's what we're going to do. Coming up will be the 12 o'clock news. Next hour, politics this week with Justin Katz. The governor, Governor Armando, coming up at 1 We'll see what happens. And that it is battleground tonight in Narragansett regarding this vote that they're going to take. I'm not, I wish I could be more hopeful to you, but we have to deal in reality. Right now it's 12 o'clock.